Hey friends, this is RG again. Welcome to another edition of the Cricket World Cup Daily Podcast. Um, today we're going to look at a number of games over the weekend. Uh, let's catch you up with the latest news and uh, let's look forward to what's coming. So let's get started. So first up was um, Australia versus the West Indies live from Trent Bridge. This was the 10th game of the World Cup Um Australia won by 15 runs, but I thought this was uh, an excellent game where um, it was it was down to the wire. Um, Australia started off um, rather shakily. They were 15 for one at one stage and 26 uh, for two at one stage. Um, I really love uh, Sheldon Cottrell's amazing celebration uh, of his salute where he takes a wicket and then he just uh, does the, the army salute. Um, uh, and then Andre Russell has uh, an amazing celebration too. West Indies to me look like a very colorful outfit. Uh, they are excellent with the bat, the ball, uh, and on paper they don't look very strong, but they do have um, some star performers, especially for the shorter formats of the game. Um, <clears throat> and I think they are, uh, I think to me, they're developing as the dark horses of the tournament. Um, Typically, New Zealand is the, is the dark horse of uh, the World Cups, uh, but New Zealand is actually playing pretty well, and I think uh, West Indies, uh, especially given their uh, given the fact that they're enjoying themselves much more on the ground than most other teams, um, I, I do think that they may have a real shot at this World Cup at least to uh, to make the semis. Um, so Australia, they were um, fighting hard. Uh, at one stage, they were 147 for five, uh, which became six. Uh, Smith and Carey uh, both had useful contributions. I thought we saw a good amount of Warner as well. Um, but uh, West Indies kept chipping away at the wickets, and that ultimately um, was uh, definitely contributing to um, uh, a rather restricted total for uh, Australia. However, what what is surprising was just as Smith was attacking, there was also an amazing counter attack by um, by Counternile, who ultimately top scored uh, in in the 90s. Um, Shane Shane Cottrell's boundary catch uh, of Smith was was amazing. Uh, it was uh, really uh, completely athletic in nature, and he was very well balanced as he held on to the catch. So I think that that catch should rank as among the top two catches of the World Cup along with Ben Stokes, but uh, there's more to the tournament, so let's see. So um, West Indies had a target of 289. Um, They started uh, rather shakily, but uh, Chris Gale was going at it pretty, pretty much. Uh, as you might have uh, read in the news, uh, there was a lot. Of, there were definitely some umpiring errors. Uh, Finch had uh, had an amazing catch uh, in between the game, but uh, over overall and above, over and above, I think uh, West Indies were definitely hampered by some bad umpiring decisions. Uh, so they kept chugging along. At one point, it was pretty tight. Uh, they required about 99 runs uh, from just 91 balls before they lost. Uh, uh, shy hope for 68. Um, I thought Zampa bowled well. Uh, he was uh, pretty well balanced. I mean, to be fair, he's uh, he's amongst their, their only bets right now in terms of spin. Uh, I haven't seen uh, Nathan uh, Nathan Leon do a lot of uh, uh, do do quite a bit here. So 
um, that would be, uh, definitely be be interesting to see. Um, Glenn Maxwell, Maxwell had a great catch that uh, ultimately brought down the uh, took the game to the wire and brought down the equation to 54 runs from 39 balls. Um, but I I was bullish about Australia. Uh, sorry, the the Windies uh, trying to make the game, but. I, I thought they lost wickets at crucial times when they could have um, uh, converted themselves and completed a victory. Uh, the last three to four wickets, I think, were very fast. Uh, and what was a doable, very doable uh, equation of 37 from 24 uh, ultimately was um, uh, was short and they were all out for... Well, they weren't actually all out, but uh, they were they were shot in the end um, by 15 runs. So that's it. Um, so Australia get the two points and on to the next game. Next up was the Pakistan-Sri Lanka game, which was uh, on Friday, which is uh, match 11 uh, of the World Cup. Um, but again, the match was abandoned without a ball being bowled, um, which is a little, a little sad because... Uh, there will be more games that uh, are going to be affected by the weather, and uh, I wonder if the the folks who schedule who uh, planned and scheduled the World Cup during this season uh, have something to think about uh, uh, the the next time round. Next up was the England versus Bangladesh game um, uh, from Cardiff. Uh, England obviously reeling from um, uh, their defeat against Pakistan. They definitely wanted to come good. Being the home team in the competition, there's obviously a lot of pressure uh, for them to perform. Um, Jason Roy really performed well. He scored 153 uh, to put England in, in space of a very good total. But I think they... Um, they would have made substantially less had had it not been for Joss Butler's amazing innings, who also scored a century, um, and to take England to 324 for three. Um, the target for Bangladesh was 387. Um, I think it was a pretty steep target, never before achieved at the World Cup. So they were sort of, um, you know, hampered from the get-go. I think Bangladesh, that body language was... Uh, definitely a little bit um, concerning given uh, the steep target. But I still think Bangladesh really performed well. Um, Shakib, uh, in fact, uh, taking himself to a century, helping himself to a century. Uh, they did fight hard, uh, but I think the, the target really was uh, was very, very steep. And um, so it was, uh, was going to be hard for Bangladesh always. So uh, they ultimately finished at uh, 280 all out uh, and England uh, won by 106 runs, uh, two more points in their kitty. <clears throat> and finally, the last game uh, on, to cover on this episode is Afghanistan versus New Zealand. Um, this was a mag match at Taunton, the famous uh, Taunton ground where Saurav Ganguly scored 183 uh, and Dravid scored 145 at the uh, 1999 World Cup uh, match against Sri Lanka. It's the same ground. It's a pretty famous ground. Uh, it's the home of the Somerset Cricket Club. And in one of our earlier episodes, we actually covered uh, a bit about the Taunton cricket ground as well. Um, so this is a game, uh, I think... Um, 
Afghanistan were put into bat first. They um, they tried hard, I think, uh, but I think New Zealand were definitely the stronger team. So they were, um, Afghanistan were uh, all out for close to um, 170s, all out 172 in the 41st over. Um, it was never really uh, hard for New Zealand, although they did uh, lose a wicket in the very first ball, which was a little surprising. Um, and the target was pretty easy uh, for New Zealand. They ultimately, um, they, they did lose a couple of wickets, but ultimately it was going to be smooth sailing and um, they reached the target in the 33rd over um, score for the loss of just uh, three wickets and picking up two points. Um, there's been some um, uh, some some contro- uh, controversy uh, on uh, on the Afghanistan side. Uh, I believe Shahzad, Shahzad is looking to uh, quit the game because he's been axed from the squad because of injury. Um, he's been um, he was incorrectly declared fit. Um, uh, sorry, incorrectly declared unfit and omitted from the World Cup squad after uh, the game, but. Uh, I think there is still some uh, some controversy that is happening. I do think that a team like um, uh, like Afghanistan should uh, will will do much better if it's without sort of controversies and trying to just focus on the game because it's such a great story for cricket that they have come up uh, so much. All right, folks. Um, see you all next time uh, with our coverage of the next game between India. And Australia, it's going to be a great game uh, and looking to give you all the action uh, from that game soon.